Hi guys, yes, welcome once again to Beyond Church Balls. Now we are doing part three. You can only lose your salvation when that is a part or that is the name of this series. You can only lose your salvation when you know. So yeah. So now on the first part I explained to you what is salvation. And the second part, which was part two, I've explained to you how does one get saved or how do you get salvation. Uh, it was necessary for me to explain all of these things because maybe some of you will be listening to these things and you will just take this and maybe you will use it for your tool of evangelism, you know. So, um, how do you maintain your salvation? Number one, you do not maintain your salvation by yourself. You are helped by the Holy Spirit and you are helped by Jesus himself to maintain the salvation. Because first of all, you did not even know how to get it. You know, you only had to believe and then he saved you. So you, there is nothing that you can do with your own to maintain your salvation, but you can only be helped by Jesus to maintain your salvation. But these verses, then they teach us what are the things that we do for us to continually allow Jesus to cause us to maintain our salvation. This is how we yield, you know, this is how we protect our salvation, you know, because remember salvation is, is like a baby that is inside of us and we have to do everything possible that we can to protect it, you know. So the first verse uh, on how to maintain your salvation, we're going to find it um, on the book of Romans. The chapter is the most famous verse, it's chapter 12. Uh, it says here, <laughs> the heading, I love this King James, the heading says here, God's mercies move us Okay, to please God. God's mercies move us to please God. So we read here from verse 1, Romans chapter 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And not to conform, and, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that they, that they may prove what is that good, and acceptable and perfect will of God. So then we are learning according to Romans chapter 12 from verse 1 and 2 that the only way we can maintain our salvation, number one, is for us to understand that God has given us his mercies and to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. You know, so remember we are we, we are we are offering our bodies as living sacrifices. The Bible says holy and acceptable unto God. So which means because we are saved, guys, our bodies are already holy because of the salvation that we have so we are presenting them to god because it is god who has made us holy we are not presenting our bodies to god so they can be holy now and we ask on ourselves we cannot work for us to be holy it is god who causes us to be holy remember holiness is the nature holiness comes with the holy spirit that is why he is called the holy spirit he is the spirit of holiness so holiness comes with him i remember on thursday fellowship we were talking about the same thing we we're talking about the holiness and we did manage to talk about that how holiness it's actually a nature you know that's why the, 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 the man is called to the holy spirit because unless he is there there can never be holiness holiness becomes available when the holy spirit is invited and available hold on for me please So holiness becomes available when uh, I was just scratching my hair, guy, uh, my ear, guys. So holiness becomes available when the Holy Spirit comes. So here we are taught that we present our bodies unto God as living sacrifices because this is the kind of worship that pleases God. So it pleases God that and since you are saved, 
work out your salvation, maintain your salvation by offering your body before God. When you offer your body, your body before God, you are offering your body before God as a service, which means the way you live, the way you conduct yourself, how you talk, how you how, how you view things, how you keep your eyes pure, how you keep your mind pure, you read this way, you are offering your whole body unto God, which means wherever you walk, you are always conscious and you are always understanding that your body is a living temple, your body is a temple of God. You offer it back to him. That is number one. Number two, we find our second reading of the word in the book of First Peter. I think it's also one of the most famous verses. The chapter is 2, verse 1 to 3. It says here, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisies, and enviness, and all evil speaking, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word. So, which means Peter here, when he's writing, he says we must desire the milk. You know, we must desire fresh milk. We must put aside lies. We must put aside malice. We must put aside all guide. We must put aside the hypocrisy. We must put aside envy. And we must put aside evil speaking. This is how we maintain our salvation. You know, and he says we must act as newborn babies who are desiring milk. So that, that, is, that is supposed to be our approach to the word of God. We must approach the Bible as people who are thirsty, newborn babies. Who, 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 every time when we approach the word of God, we must treat it and approach it like it's something we have never seen, something we have never read. We must not be familiar. We must not treat godly things with the spirit of familiarity. And then it goes on to say that ye may grow thereby, so we can be able to grow. And then in verse 3 he says, If so be ye have tasted the Lord, is gracious you know so we have tasted that god is good because how did we taste it because remember his nature is upon us he has saved us and we, because he has saved us because we are righteous because we are no longer condemned this is how we taste that the lord is good then we go to uh first peter also chapter 1 verse 13 to 23 you know uh he says submit yourself to every ordinance of men and the Lord's sake, whether it is to the king or, or anyone who is supreme. And then, yeah, you know what? I will not dwell on this a lot, but these are some of the scriptures that are going to tell us how to maintain our salvation. And the reason why I'm giving scriptures that are going to maintain our salvation, that means we can lose our salvation. You know, we can lose our salvation. You know, and then when you look at verse, uh, it says here, uh, hold on for me. First Peter, uh, okay, I'm reading the wrong thing here. First Peter, chapter one, verse thirteen. This is how we maintain our salvation, guys. He says, "Yeah." The heading says, "And exhort them accordingly to a godly conversation, for as much as they are now born anew by the word of God." So Peter here is telling us that we are born again. By the word of God. So now he is exhorting us, which means he is giving us cheap guidance on how to maintain our salvation. So he says here, invested in wherefore, guard up your loins of your mind, be sober, and have the have and and have and hope to the end of the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, so if we are reading this, then we are understanding that there is a hope that is going to be brought to us uh, unto Jesus Christ. 
And, now, and then he says to God, he goes on to say, as obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former lust in your ignorance. So which means he says, in order for us to maintain our, our obedience, our, our, our salvation, we must not go back and fashion our, our, ourselves according to the former lust of our ignorance, which means we are not living the way we used to live, which means now we must desire to change our minds, we must desire to transform our minds, we must desire to live the old ways of living. He says, verse 15 says, but as, but as, he which has called you is holy so be ye holy in all manner of conversation he says we must talk holy we must think holy we must behave holy verse 16 because it says here because it is written be ye holy for i am holy verse 17 goes on to say and if ye call on the father who without respect of person judges according to every man's work pass the time of your sojourning here in fear for as much as you know that ye were you were redeemed with for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. So he is telling us that we were not saved, we were not redeemed by corruptible things, which means dirty things and perishable things, as silver and gold for your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ. Verse 19 says, but with the precious blood of of Christ, so which means we were saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So this is what and this is how we were saved. We were saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, which was pure, which was clean, you know. And then we get to know in verse 21. Verse 21 goes on to say, um, I oh, okay, whom by him do believe in God. So, which means by Jesus Christ, we believe God, we approach God, we serve God, we worship God through Jesus Christ. God, it says here, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Verse 22 says, see, verse 22 says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto uh, unfaithed love of the brethren. Uh, see that you love one another with pure heart fervently being born again that's verse 23 not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which lived and abide in you forever so which means we are born by the word of God and the word of God causes us to be born out of an incorruptible seed which this word abides in us forever so this is how we maintain our salvation Okay? And then we also read in John 15 that Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you. These are one of the or some of the verses that our brothers and my sisters on the space spoke about. You know, that for as long as we continue to be in Jesus Christ, okay, we cannot lose our salvation. But we have to obey, we have to abide. Jesus in John 15 says here, let me read it in this translation. It says in John uh, 15, it says here, I am the true vine, and uh, my father is the husband's man. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he pruneth in, uh, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And then verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch can, cannot bear fruit of, of, of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except abide in me. So we are learning here then, guys, that then um, 
Jesus says we must abide in him. This is how we maintain our salvation. Because if we abide in him, we bear fruits. And then he goes on to say, apart from him, we cannot do anything. So in order for us then to continue to, 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 to bear fruits, in order for us to continue to be saved, we have to continue to live in Jesus Christ. The word abide, it means continue to exist. That's what it means. Continue to exist, which means abiding, it is, a, it is a continuous thing. Abiding in Jesus Christ, it is a daily thing. It is not a once-off thing. So, uh, uh, so in, in, in just a short understanding, this verse here proves to us and explains to us that this thing of a once saved, always saved, does not exist. The only time you can, always, you can be always saved, it is when you abide in Jesus. You know, unless you abide in Jesus, then you can lose your salvation. You can lose your salvation if, you, if, you, if then you, you refuse to abide in Jesus Christ. I'm going to use a lot of scriptures and then I'm going to show you also about our, our future salvation because this is a current salvation that we have but i'm going to show you about, i'm going to show you about our future salvation i'm getting tired guys i'm so sorry i'm tired now i've been speaking for over one hour now i can't believe myself anyway uh, in Acts 17 verse 28 it says for in him we live in him we move in him we have our being so you get it that in Christ we live in Christ we move in Christ we have our being so which means that Christ is what is going to maintain us for us not to lose our salvation Christ causes us and gives us the power and the strength for us to actually maintain our current salvation like I said to you we have a current salvation and then we have a future salvation and guys I'm going to give you scripture about our future salvation. Don't worry, I'm going to give you a, a scriptures about our future salvation. Because the future salvation is applicable to the second coming of the Lord. I'm so tired and now I'm starting to be sleepy, guys. But anyway, let me continue. Um, let me just give you verses on how to maintain salvation. In Colossians 1, chapter... Colossians chapter, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14 part of those verses Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 to 14 part of those verses Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 it's part of those verses Romans 6 chapter 1 Romans chapter 6 verse 1 to 14 if you read there you will find out how to maintain your salvation Romans chapter 8 verse 1 it says therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in jesus who walk according to the spirit who are led and guided by the spirit and then let me just quickly read it so you can see you know so here we are learning how to maintain our salvation you know it says in romans chapter 8 verse 1 death there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in jesus christ who walk not after the flesh so you get it that the only way we can be able to 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 maintain our salvation it is not by walking in the flesh because if you walk in the flesh that means you're going to be condemned because you're going to fulfill the last of the flesh but now the bible goes to say we walk after the spirit so we cannot be condemned if we are in Jesus Christ. That means we cannot lose our salvation if we are in Jesus Christ. If then we walk according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. It goes on to say in verse 2, For, Christ, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You know? And then we also, uh, Romans 8, chapter 12, it says here, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live. 
but to live after uh, not to the flesh to live after the flesh verse 13 says it says for if ye live after the flesh you shall die but you see you get it so we must not be led by the flesh you must not live according to the flesh because if you live after according to the flesh you will die and remember what Paul is saying here he's speaking to the believers he's speaking to Christians that is why he says therefore brethren brethren therefore brethren he's speaking to Christians he says we are debtors not to the flesh not to live after the flesh and he goes on to say in verse 13 he says for if ye live after the flesh you will die so if you live according to your fleshly desires you will die but if you live through the spirit he says we do mortify the deeds of the body we shall live so which means we crucify the flesh we live according to what the spirit leads us to live so that is how guys you maintain your salvation so now in closing using the next 14 minutes i'm going to be giving you now verses that prove that you can lose salvation the first of them the first of all is the uh, uh, let me just do like this this is one verse that is very critical that proves i'm just gonna give you one that we can lose salvation and this is the verse that our brothers uh were talking about you know my brothers and my sisters the queen the lioness brother bongs you know uh, and a lot of my brothers and sisters who quoted they were talking about these verses so uh look at this one Roman Hebrews chapter 6 uh, verse uh, 4 it says here for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened to have tasted the of, of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come verse 6 if they shall fall away that's the most important thing that means it's possible for you to be saved for you to taste everything in the kingdom of god but still fall away why do you fall away because the previous verses i gave you about how to maintain your salvation you underlooked them and you never applied for simple instance you never applied romans 8 verse 12 13 to 17 when the bible says walk according to the spirit not according to the flesh you never applied romans 8 verse 1 when it says there is now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who walk according to the spirit but you kept on fulfilling the lusts and the desires of your flesh so that means then it's possible for you to be saved and to lose your salvation and then now this is the part which is the most important what i'm about to say because there is a salvation that we have now but then there is a salvation that is our future salvation you know so the future salvation is the one that we are going to lose because the salvation that you have now that you have now it is the salvation that says god has forgiven you of your sins it is your current salvation so there is current salvation and there is future salvation so current salvation is the one that brought us before god it is the one that causes the righteousness of god in christ jesus current salvation is the one that makes us to stand right with god so that says now we are the righteousness of god that says we are forgiven by god we are the sons of god remember the bible says for as many as are led by the spirit they are called the sons of 
God. These are the sons of God. The Bible says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. In John 1, the Bible says, as many as believed in Jesus Christ, those were given the right to be called the children or the sons of God. Then that means we have already salvation that we possess right now. But right now, I'm about to give you, starting from Hebrews 6, and then going forward, I'm going to give you verses that prove that there is a future salvation. And this future salvation that I'm talking about is the salvation that we will receive when the Lord returns. It is the salvation that will come when Jesus comes for his second coming to receive the saints. So there is a salvation that we have now, then there is a salvation that we will have then. Which means the salvation that we have now, it is the first salvation. It is the current salvation. But there will also be another salvation that will come when the Lord returns. That is the salvation that will come on the second coming of the Lord. That is the salvation that will come upon our lives when Jesus returns to receive his own. That is why the Bible says when he appears, oh my God, we shall be like him. When he comes, we will be caught up up to, up to him. We will be caught up with him into heaven places, into the sky. So now let's continue to talk about this salvation that can be lost. Because if you are reading then in Hebrews chapter 6, it says, verse 6, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 6, If they fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing that they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. You know, so which means then we are crucifying Jesus. You know, and, 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 and I want to show you something here. I want to show you something which is very important. It says here, we will lose, our, like what, it, what, what this verse means, it means we will lose our salvation. And the salvation that we are going to lose, it is even the current one. And we will also miss out on the current, on the, on the, on the coming salvation. And the only reason why we will never partake on the coming salvation, on the second coming of the Lord, it is because we have lost the first one. So there are two. There is, there is this one that we have, which means we need to work out, which means we fight to keep, we fight to maintain. Then there is this one that we will get, which means now it's us going away from the Lord, being caught up with the Lord. There is this salvation that we are going to receive when the Lord appears. Don't worry, I will give you verses. I will prove it to you using scriptures. But I want to show you something. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 8, it says here, But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing and then it says here whose end is to be bent remember when jesus says every branch that does not bear fruit in john 15 in me the father cuts it off and then it becomes thrown into the fire and everything it is because you have failed to abide in him you have failed that is why you are cut off so simply in john 15 being cut off that means you are losing your salvation yes you belonged to him yes you knew him but because you did not do what is necessary for you like renewing your mind like offering yourself like you understanding that you are born of an uncorruptible seed you are born of an uncorruptible nature like you renewing your mind to be like him daily as the book of colossians chapter 3 says that we must seek to know what is high above we must seek to be like christ that is how we lost our salvation according to john 15 we can lose our salvation according to hebrews chapter 6 we can lose our salvation because this salvation that we have right now is not the same like the salvation we are going to have even in the future 
So I'm going to now give you verses that show you that in the future there is a salvation that is going to come also. So now when we ask a question, when we say someone, can you lose a salvation? The most important thing is we also know, must know that there are two different salvations. If you don't lose the first salvation, you will not lose the second one. But if you lose the first salvation, which you, you gained by confessing repentance and everything, you are definitely going to meet, lose out on the second one. Let me show you using scripture. These ones I'm going to read. I can't just skip. The future salvation is the end time salvation. It is the salvation that we're going to receive at the return of the Lord. And these are the verses that substantiate that we can lose our salvation and we can also receive the future, like, like, that, 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 that there is a salvation that is coming. You know, sorry for that, for, for that error. I'm tired, guys. So we start here with the book of Matthew. The chapter is 10. The verse is uh, 22. Remember, this was during the Great Commission when Jesus was sending his disciples to go and preach. And he says, hey, remember, I'm sending you like sheep among so and so and so. And then now he knows that they were going to come across persecutions and then it says in verse 22 and ye shall be hated for, for all and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake but okay you know what let me not read in this king james so i can hurry up so it's matthew the chapter is uh 10 verse 22 these are the verses now that speak about our future salvation. I'm using scripture to show you that there is a salvation that we have currently. And then there is a salvation that is coming in the future. So now I'm showing you that there are two salvations. There is a salvation that is coming currently. And then there is a salvation that we're going to... Sorry, there is a salvation that we have currently. And then there is a salvation of the future. This salvation that you have right now is the most important because if you lose this one, if you lose this one, if you're if you not connected, if you're not joined with Jesus, then you won't even partake on the second salvation. So that is why most of the time when we say one cannot lose their salvation, it is because we do not understand. We thought, we thought that you were once saved, always saved. But looking at scriptures and reading the Bible, we realize that no, actually you are not saved forever. If you, you, There is a possibility that you can lose your salvation. And also there are two salvations. There is a salvation that we have now. Then there is a future salvation. Let me now show you the scriptures about the future salvation. And then uh, Jesus says in Matthew uh, chapter 10, the verse is uh, 22. Reading on the ESV Bible. It says here. Uh, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But none, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. He does not say the one who endures to the end is saved. But he says will be. So which means it's a future tense. Right? It's a future tense. It has not happened, but it is going to happen. So he says the one who endures till the end will be saved. If you are persecuted, because some of the people will lose their salvation because of, because of the persecutions, guys. Because they're going to be beheaded they're gonna be beaten you're gonna see people grab christians do disgusting things to christians and then you're gonna be discouraged you're gonna lose your hope you're gonna lose your faith and then the lord clearly says if you are not enduring to the end you, you might lose your salvation but if you endure to the end then you will be saved so it's a future salvation it's a future tense 
that is being used here. So there is a salvation that is still coming. I'm going to prove it to you. You remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse, 20, verse 27 or verse 29, uh, when Paul was saying, I, I beat myself, I train my body like an athlete to make sure that after preaching to others, after making others to enter heaven, I myself should not be disqualified. That means then it's possible to lose your salvation because now there is a salvation that Paul had which allowed him to teach, allowed him to preach, allowed him to love God and everything. But also there is a salvation that is still coming of which then he says i beat my flesh i train myself i box my body like an athlete making sure that after receiving you know what after telling others about the kingdom of god and everything i myself should not be disqualified so it's possible that you can still be disqualified it's possible that your works and your ignorance and you failing to maintain your salvation can cause you to lose it i'm gonna give you scriptures about now our future salvation as i've told you matthew verse 10 Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, it says here, you shall be hated by many. And then uh, it says, uh, for my name's sake, but all those who endure till the end will be saved. So we understand here that we have to endure till the end. You know, we have to endure till the end. So uh, the second verse that speaks about future salvation, uh, it is the book of Hebrews. The chapter is 9. Hebrews chapter 9, and then uh, the verse is 28. Then we are learning here. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, it says here. Okay, let me just start from verse 26. Otherwise, he would have needed to suffer once since the foundation of the world. But now, once and once at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested and put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. That is Jesus. And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once after this comes judgment. So Christ also having been offered, that is verse 28, once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time. So this is the second coming of the Lord. So when Christ appears the second time, it says for the salvation without reference to sin. To those who eagerly await for him. So Christ will appear, this, according to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28, Christ will appear a second time. When he appears the second time for salvation without reference to sin, to those who eagerly wait for him. So which means there is a second time when the Lord appears for the second time. He shall also appear with another form, another kind of salvation. It is not the one that we got by believing in faith and everything, but it is the one that now we are going to, to be saved from this evil and wicked world and everything. So which means if you lose now this one that you have confessed and everything, when he appears the second time, you won't be saved because you already lost the first one. You know, and then here's another scripture. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 5 to 9. This chapter 1, verse, verse 5 to 9. It says here, uh, Who are protected by the power of God through, though, through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed. Look at that. It, 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 speaks about, um, it speaks about people who are born of an imperishable seed and everything. Uh, and then it goes on to say, Those people are protected by the power of God right and then through faith we are protected by the power of god and we are protected through faith and then it goes on to say here um in verse uh what is this thing uh we are protected by the power of god through faith and it says for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time so you see 
there is a salvation that is going to be revealed in the last time. So not the one we have. So there is a salvation we have, but according to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse from verse of chapter, chapter 1, according to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 9, there is a salvation that is going to be revealed in the last time. So there is a salvation we have now, and then there is a salvation that is going to be revealed in the last time. So there are different salvations. So that's why it's very important to understand. If you don't lose your salvation right now, the one that you have, then the one of the last time you won't lose it either because you are right. But if you lose this one, you're going to lose even the one of the last time. You get it? And then it says here, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary you have been distressed by various trials, verse 7, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus comes back, our suffering, our endurance and everything will be like gold and Jesus will rejoice with us. And verse 8 says, And though you have not seen Jesus, oh, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but you believe in him, and you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. And then verse 9 says, Obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. You get it? So it speaks about salvation that we have now for our souls and everything. And it also speaks about the salvation that is going to come. Get it? So there are two salvations. It is not one. There is a future salvation that is coming. I've given you scriptures. First Thessalonians chapter 5 is the last verse. If I read from verse uh, 5 here, it says, For you are all sons of light and not uh, 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 and sons of day. We are not night or not people of darkness. Verse six, verse six then says, "So then, let us all sleep. Let us not sleep as others do, but let, let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep, do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having on the breastplate of faith and love and as and." and as a helmet the hope of salvation for god has not destined for us wrath but for obtaining salvation you hear what they're saying they say god verse 9 keep uh, verse 9 for god has not destined for us wrath but for obtaining salvation through our lord jesus christ so this is a destiny this is what god has put for us through our lord jesus christ we are still going to obtain another salvation it says here who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. So guys, in closing, it's, impo- it's possible to lose your salvation. And we understand that there are different salvation. There is a current salvation that we have and there is, a, there is another salvation that was going to appear when the Lord appeared. There is another salvation that is coming at the second coming of the Lord. I have given scriptures to substantiate. So if we lose this, if we lose this uh, salvation now, we are going to lose them all. But if you hold on and endure at the goodness and the mercies of God and trust Him and be able to withstand persecutions and trials and tribulations, when the Lord appears, we shall be like Him, we shall be caught up like Him, and we, will lo- we won't lose our salvation. So there is a salvation that we have now of which I taught you how to gain it, I taught you how to maintain it, and then I'm now I've taught you 
how you can use it or why you, it's possible for you to lose your salvation. If you fail to maintain it, you're going to lose your salvation. Then I've also taught you that there is a salvation that happens, which is the first salvation. Then there is a salvation that is coming when the Lord appears. So the most important thing whenever you come across people who are asking you, can one lose their salvation? The first question that you ask them is, which salvation are you talking about? The one that I have right now is possible to lose. And if I lose this one, then I'm going to lose the second one. But if I don't lose the salvation that I have right now, then the second one, I won't lose it either. So it's possible for you to lose salvation. If you hold on to Christ, you abide in Him, and you allow Him to be your source. You allow Him to be the vine and you become the branches, and then you allow Him to cause you to bear fruit, you cause, to cause you to be fruitful, and you have the, the fruits of the Spirit, according to Galatians 5, then you, you, you don't have to worry about losing your salvation. You can only lose your salvation if you do not abide in Christ. You can only lose your salvation if you do not walk according to the to the Spirit, but you fulfill the lusts of the flesh, according to the book of Romans. So may the good Lord keep you and bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.